The following program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Family Face Ministries. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Revolutionary Family with Dino and Jody. And uh, we are so excited you're here today with us to talk about how you can start a family revolution in your home. And, you know, as always, we're here to share biblical tips on how to strengthen your family, strengthen your marriage, strengthen the relationships within the family unit, because we know that God designed families to be the, the foundational elements of a society. And when, when those foundational elements are strong, uh, you have a, a ripple effect that happens and, and, it, and it just, you know, carries on out to people's employment, into the community, into churches, into the marketplace, all those all those. All those things are affected when the family is healthy and strong. And so here we are today. We're going to talk about something that um, probably a lot of us struggle with. More than submission? (laughs) Um, Possibly. Because this is kind of like an overarching topic that encompasses submission. Um, we want to talk to, today about obedience and, you know, kind of like submission, I think when people hear obedience, it's, um, automatically it causes them to get defensive, right? right. Because when you think about obeying, it's, you know, someone's giving you a command, right? Well, yeah, today's society is like, I don't have to obey anybody, all about me, myself and I and... No one else, right? I'm, I'm the boss, yeah. Right. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to go where I want to go. And But we just want to talk about the topic of obedience in general, how it really means a lot to God when we obey him, and there's consequences for obedience. Right. I think you've been ministering to quite a few people this past week on God's been sharing with you about obedience, and then you, I've been seeing how you've been ministering to others about obedience in the midst of their trials, in the midst of fighting for what is right. You've really encouraged a lot of people I've seen this week. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We want to talk about how, like in that particular instance, when when you feel like God tells you to do something. Right. When, when you hear a message from God in your spirit, when God speaks to you. And his words speaking to you, but yet you have all, this, all these people coming against you, right? So God's saying, do this, but everyone's like, no, we're not doing it that way. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. important to, to obey God and not right. man. Right. And when they're in conflict, right? Exactly. And, and uh, push through that and... Be obedient because there's 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 a um, 
God tells us things for our well-being, not necessarily just because he wants to lord over us things, but it, it gives us boundaries and, and keeps us safe and well. And, and there's actually, like I said, consequences, but good consequences right. that come with obedience. Well, and I think some things that we've done in the past and God's told us to do, not most of the people around us were not in support of, support of us at all. Right? They're like, well, why would you want to do that? And why would you go here? And why would you let your daughter go on a mission trip for a month in another country? Why, why, why? And um, this verse yesterday at church really resonated with me. Galatians 1.10 says, Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Mm. And I think that still goes along with obedience because... When you're being obedient to what God's calling you to do, there's going to be people saying, no, you shouldn't be doing this. This is not the right way. And, but we're not out to please people. We're out to please God and be obedient to what he's calling us to do. Right, right. And, yeah, when, when we please God, um, well, here, here's one, another scripture that, that kind of ties into that one. So, so, you know, that one talked about, not pleasing man, but right. pleasing God. And right. here, even back to when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, he he says that, and I'm I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation because I really, I've really been enjoying that translation lately. But it says that He lavishes His love on us when we obey Him, wow. and in particular, <clears throat> it's when He's talking about not making idols for ourselves, um, you know, and in any image of anything in the heavens or on the earth. And it says this, it says, but I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. So, um, you know, there's, there's promises right. that come with obeying God and obeying his commands and, um, not fearing man through all of it, mm -hmm. right? What man thinks of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times obedience doesn't make sense. <clears throat> when God speaks to you about doing something, it may not even make sense to our human minds, right? A lot of times it doesn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, how is this going to happen? You called me to this big, huge mandate on my life, and how is this going to happen? I don't have any money. I don't have any provision. I don't have this and this and this, and we try to figure it out in our heads, but... It's taking one step at a time and being obedient, hearing what God's words speaking to you. Yeah, so let's talk about how we can learn how we can learn that. Um, because it doesn't necessarily come natural. No. <laughs> I don't think it's natural to our flesh. So how do we how do we learn obedience? I think first I know God says, I've, everything I've spoken to you is in my word, and if I'm going to speak to you anymore, I will. But it's all there in, in the Bible for us to read and digest and meditate on and speak. And that's his instruction book for our life, for our marriage, for parenting, right? I just I had said that the other day. I was carrying my, my physical Bible with me, not my iPhone with the Bible. And the girl at the dealership said, wow, is that a Bible? And I'm like, yes, that's a big Bible. I'm like, it 
It's my life instruction book all right here. <laughs> <laughs> so I think a lot of it is seeking God, seeking His Word, listening to His voice, this Holy Spirit that resonates inside of us, lives inside of us. So we got a prayer time. We got to kind of first understand what we need to obey, right? What right. are the, what are the commands? What are what is God guiding us to do, and what is God guiding us not to do, and right. and those kind of things. So the best place to find that is in the Bible, right? That's that's really good. Um, okay, so let's talk about how how do we give them some tips on how to apply obedience to our family, to our relationships in our family. Like, well, we're commanded to husbands to love your wives and wives respect your husbands. That's a really big obedience <laughs> issue in marriages right now, would mm -hmm. you not say? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so when God says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, that's, uh, that's a big command. So when God says, husbands, love your wives, you know, that's maybe not always easy. Right. And you have to think about what are you going to do when your wife's not lovable? Husbands, what are you going to do? Are you going to follow what God says and, and love and act in love and speak in love because, you know, love covers a multitude of sins and because love doesn't look out for itself and love doesn't keep an account and love isn't selfish, love isn't rude, all those things. Are you going to respond in love when, when your wife isn't lovable? And how about wives on the, on the other side of that? Yeah, when, with us respecting our husbands when he's not, we think he's not earning respect or he's not treating us properly, he's not loving us, right? What are we going to do? Are we going to respect anyway? Ones, I mean, there's, I'm sure people out there, wives are out there that their husbands don't go to church with them, but they continue to go to church every Sunday and they bring the kids and We've we've talked to multitude. I've talked to multitude of women that do that, and how exhausting it is to pick pack up four kids and take them to church while the husband's sitting home watching the football game. And you know that I start. I think that starts working on their flesh. Like, man, this is really hard. God, I keep picking up my kids and going to church, and yet he stays home and he's not coming together as a family unit to come to church. And so those are choices we face as women every day, like, how am I going to respect this man who's not following God, who doesn't want to be part of the family, who doesn't take up responsibility? Those are really hard, hard, hard situations to work through. But I think if, as women, if we continue to go vertical and continue to seek God and his word and be obedient to what God's calling us to do in that season, that we are going to see breakthrough. And I've encouraged a woman just even a couple weeks ago at church that continues to come and her husband and daughter are not saved and yet she continues to come to church and continues to seek God. And I said, don't, don't quit. You know, when, when people quit is when they miss out on the miracle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think about, you know, the, the marriage conference that we 
attended the date night that we attended and and you and I got to sit on the panel and and take questions from the audience yeah, right and one was. of one of them was <laughs> what do you do when you catch your spouse looking at pornography right right or cheats or or if they're unfaithful yeah. i mean those are really hard. horrible things right and those can cause terrible pain in a person's lives to your spouse you're you're betraying their trust and those kind of things right. but but God shows us how to respond to those situations and they're not easy right but but they help us get through them the right way and when you come out on the other side it's it's a it's a better place you know someone said well you know in that case that's the only the only reason God allows divorce is when there's adultery, right? Or th right. there's this unfaithfulness. But but if you look in the Bible, there's not anywhere that it says you have to get a divorce. Half. You don't have to. <laughs> right. And so if you follow God's commands and you respond in love and you you work through those things, forgive. you don't you don't quit, you forgive, you respond in love. You use your faith to get through that situation with God's help. You, we believe any marriage is, is even if it's a dead marriage, if there's no life left in it, God can resurrect oh, a dead resurrect, marriage. Restore, deliver. We've yeah. seen, we've known couple, we've known couples that there was an affair going on, and the wife got the couple from Canada. The wife got pregnant, and yet there was restoration with the husband and wife, and even the husband took on the child from the affair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, talk about miraculous, total miraculous. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, they understood that it, this wasn't something that just happened overnight, right? They weren't, there wasn't an investment in their marriage. It was over time that they grew apart and the wife was seeking other things. And so I, the man stood up and, and he realized that he was... He was in part responsible exactly. for it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so, um, and what a beautiful example of God's forgiveness in, you know, being able to forgive in that situation. and Restoration. You know, God illustrates that throughout the Bible, you know, when his people were cheating on him. Right. Right. But he, he sent Jesus, even when we were still sinners, um, God forgave us. Yes. And so... We we can we can do that. We can obey. We his. can forgive our spouse. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So so there's how you can apply it in marriage, everyone listening. How about how about in uh, a parenting situation? I mean, this was this is probably one that's real familiar with everyone, right? I want my kids to obey me, and and of course the Bible says, children obey your parents in the Lord and honor them. Yeah. I think with our five kids, we taught them first-time obedience, right? Mom or dad asked them to do something. We wanted them to respond. A clear, we had to give clear instructions, mm -hmm. eye to eye. Yeah. I would like you to go fold the towels and put them away. Yes, mom. We had a response that yes, mom was, or yes, dad was, I understood the instruction and I'm going to obey the first time. And I think... And training them to obey the first time was really, really important in our household. 
also to obey what God was speaking them, to them about. Um, but the whole first time obedience was even with a safety issue, right? We've heard stories of a kid was on the roof, got on the roof, and the dad's outside and said, stop. Right. Just sit down. Sit down. And the child obeyed. Dad got her off the roof safely. But what if that child never learned first time obedience and obeying his parents? Oh, I'm just going to jump off, right? Right. <laughs> so we or taught our the kids. street, you know. Right. Kids crossing the street and we say, stop. You know, what if there's a poisonous snake when we were in Arizona Mm -hmm. and you said, stop. And the kid, and if one of our kids said, well, why dad, why do you want us to stop right now? And started getting this big debate, right? There is a safety issue. Yeah, there can be. Yeah, Yeah, there can be. So it's important to train the kids from a young age to, to listen the first time, to obey the first time. What was our saying? I'll obey right away, the first time, joyfully. (laughs) Yeah, it's five fingers. Yes, mom, I'll obey. Right away. away. All the way. All the way. The happy happy way. way. There we go. It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a while Um, (laughs) since we've had the the drive. Right, which was more of the elementary. Train it, train it, train it, train it, train it. You know, we don't make our high schoolers say that. No, but they just still do you say respond. yes, mom, yes, mom, yes, dad, right. which is, you know, when you think about, <clears throat> excuse me, how God lavishes love on us when we obey. I mean, it's just, it's um, from a parenting perspective, think of the father's heart for us and how he loves us and he wants wealth for us. And when we obey, it pleases him. It's the same for, for parents, you know. In fact, part of the beginning of this ministry right here, Family Face Ministries, came from when we took a parenting class, right? 18 right? weeks. And <laughs> we, we learned some of these pointers and some of these techniques from the Bible right. on parenting. And they kind of they made things... Peaceful, Peaceful and, orderly. And, and orderly in our home. And With four we, kids at the time. We got so excited about it. We had another baby. <laughs> yeah, we did. we did. I know. That's not what I was going to say, but yes, we did have another baby. And we just got so excited about it. We wanted to share it with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, just like when you, when you find out the love of God for us in Jesus Christ, and you just want to tell everyone about it. And so, yeah, it, it pleases God when we're obedient. And, and kids, when, when you obey your parents, it, it's going to make them smile, and things will go well with you. And I think it's also teaching our children to obey us the first time and also teaching them to obey God, right, and what God is speaking to them in the season there's been many times where things didn't make sense. Like even recently, our 16-year-old told me she went out and bought the most expensive makeup kit to bless a girl at church, you know? And you're thinking, well, she's only working one day a week. Here's her income. But you know what? She was being obedient to what the Holy Spirit was leading her to do. And now she's going to be blessed for being obedient by sewing that expensive makeup kit into the girl at church that has a has been going through a lot of rough things, you know, and that showing the girl at church, wow, 
God really does love me. He was providing for me in the midst of my storm of living in my home and, and being rejected that, you know, that here's a gift through Selena to, to her. And there's been many times their older kids, you know, well, I thought I was supposed to go to her oldest, Miranda, but then she came back and said, you know, it doesn't really make sense. I don't really, I don't have peace to go to Australia. I've made these shirts for fundraising and yet I don't have peace in going. I'm like, well, then you don't go. Mm-hmm. If you don't have peace, you don't go. And here she changed her trip, went to Peru two weeks beforehand and had the most amazing trip, mission trip ever. So training our kids to be obedient to us as parents, but also training them to what God is speaking to them. Very important to 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 not have them ever override that yes. that leading that inner leading from God and to and to work with that being sensitive to that because it could it could keep them from getting in a car accident right. one day it could it could um it could mean the difference in someone else's life right. too maybe someone that they're talking to is having a rough time and contemplating some bad things and and God is just you know really uh urging nudging you or your children to to go talk to them and pray for them or just ask them how they're doing or, right. or smile at them smile even, at them right? or you know so so um yeah we want to we want to train the kids to be sensitive to God's voice and his leading being obedient to that. being obedient and if we can train our kids to do that they're going to have an amazing life <laughs> yeah before they leave our home if we can teach them just that one principle of being obedient to us being obedient to God they're going to be on the right track for mm-hmm. for life not just not just to uh, be obedient but to be obedient quick yes. to be obedient the first time right and to I think about, you know, the old Sunday school story of, you know, Jonah and the whale mm. and his maybe lack, lack of obedience, right? <laughs> because time. God called, told God told him to go do something and he ran Man. from it, right? right? That's not first time obedience. And um, yeah, so, so there's, there's a, uh, and it didn't make sense to Noah. No. And or Noah, Jonah, sorry. It didn't, well, it didn't make, make sense, sense to, I'm sure, for Noah either to build an ark, right? And everyone's laughing at him like, there's not gonna be any rain. Mm-hmm. hmm But he was obedient. But he was obedient. His family was saved. Yes. And um so that's that's it. We're we're talk, talking about obedience today and how it can be a a, a blessing in your family. God wants us to be obedient because it's for our well-being not because he just wants you know yes men walking around saying yes sir yes sir yes sir it it, there's a reason behind it and then there's consequences that come with obedience and there's consequences that come with disobedience we want the good consequences right so anyways um you have anything else to talk to talk about no i'm just really excited yeah yeah about people being obedient? Yeah, and just, you know, using our faith. If we don't have faith and obedience in our families, it's, it can be really rough out there. Right, you know, 
there's a verse in Isaiah that says, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land, right? A lot of people are willing to eat the good of the land, not so willing to be obedient. Exactly. But there's two commandments there, be willing and obedient. And obedience isn't always easy, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And it takes faith. That's right. That's right. So thank you all for listening. Uh, Share this. If it it was a blessing to you, share it with some friends, some family. Subscribe. Subscribe. So you get this in your inbox every Monday. We're working to, to keep continuing to feed you new content, new tips. We just want you to have a family revolution right inside of your home. And we want you to just be blessed because of it. Because God is good. All the time. All the time. And he cares about family. He cares about you. He loves you and all of us. He sent Jesus. So that's it this week from Dino and Jody on the Revolutionary Family. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. At Family Face Ministries, our mission is to restore the face of the family. That means equipping families with the teaching and the tools that they need to succeed. You can support that mission with either a one-time gift or by becoming a recurring monthly partner. Your gift today will help keep families together. To give, visit familyfaceministries.org give or call us at 877-336-6540.